What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hallelujah. What an amazing day it is. Oh, remember that we have the language of heaven. The language of heaven is love. Welcome to day 10. Focus on the Holy Spirit, and we're still with impact through fresh insight. Uh, the more I'm doing this, the more I'm getting pumped up in the Holy Ghost. This is Gabriella with Soaring Eagle Ministries. And if you um just stepping in and starting and hearing this for the first time, these recordings, then contact me, soaring887 at gmail.com. That's my email. And then the new website is soaringeagle.info. We would love, I would love to hear from you and connect with me. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we have that, um, <laughs> we have that opportunity to release heaven, the language of heaven, because it is love through the Holy Spirit, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So it's already shed abroad. It's already infused. Our heart is already infused with the love of God through the Holy Spirit. And we can change the world with God's extravagant love. This is what I'm after. Change the world. Change the sphere of influence that I have through and with the, the extravagant love of God. Amen. All right, this morning we're focusing on the Holy Spirit. And again, I bless the Lord for these opportunities. And we just, Father, I just thank you. I want to start with prayer. Holy Spirit, hallelujah, you are the breath of God. Thank you, Father, for your fresh breath, for the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow and ruffle our feathers, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, sometimes you have to ruffle our feathers a little bit. So we are awakened to what you're doing in this hour. We are awakened to the authority that we have been given. We are awakened to the love that we have, that extravagant love of God that is within us and that we, we are able to release, Father. Give us insight how to release that love, Father. Maybe a hug, maybe just a gaze. Just when we gaze in somebody's eyes, the love of God can be transmitted. The power of the Holy Spirit can be transmitted. Jesus in us, hallelujah, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So he shines out of our eyeballs so we can transmit the love of God just by the look, one gaze into somebody else's um, eyes. I, I've seen it happening over and over because I'm intentional about it. I'm aware of it that even our gazing on somebody else into their eyes 
can shift something in their innermost being. It's like the light beams of Jesus Christ, the, the power of God, the love like light beams going right into their spirit, bypassing their mind, bypassing their reasoning, hallelujah, and going straight into their heart and going straight down into their soul. So if you understand that, if we are having, I pray that you will have a revelation this morning. And I thank you, Father, for that revelation. I thank you that we can worship you in spirit and in truth because of the Holy Spirit in us. And I thank you, Father, for leading us into all truth and guiding us on the straight and narrow path. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace and for empowering us to be a sent one. You are being sent one into the into your neighborhood, into your family. You're a sent one. Maybe some of you are sent into other nations, but just look at yourself as being a sent one, anointed by God. If you go to work, you are a sent one into that work environment because you have given the authority, have been given the authority of Christ Jesus. So thank you, Father. This was a long prayer. <laughs> I thank you, Father. I desire to be a witness wherever I go, and I hope you could do that, that you, you want to have that desire to be a witness of who Christ Jesus is wherever you go, wherever you find yourself today even, and the weeks to come, that you are a witness to him because you have been empowered to be a witness to witness the resurrection of power of Jesus Christ, to witness that he is testified that he is alive indeed. It's not a hoax, it's not a lie, but he has risen and he's ascended into the heavenly realm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me start with John 20, verse 21 and 22. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. And verse 22, And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We were, they were receiving the Holy Spirit. They were receiving the divine encourager. That's what the Holy Spirit is. He's a divine encourager. And it was much like in Genesis 2, two and seven, when God was breathing into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. That's what he did. He was breathing upon Adam, breathing life, the lachaim, like the Jewish people say when they when they um toast speak out a toast, it's lachaim, to life, to life. He was breathing life into Adam's nostrils and Jesus was breathing life the Holy Spirit into his disciples and he was um, releasing the life of the Holy Spirit into them. And, the, and then in Acts 1.8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the end of the earth. Again, you are a witness you are a witness. You are a witness of what happened 
If you have to go to a courtroom and be a witness, you have to testify of what you've seen. And you can testify who, who Jesus Christ is in your life. And you have the divine encourager, the Holy Spirit in you. And because he is encouraging you, God is encouraging you, you can encourage others. You can give away what has been given to you. What has been done in you now can be done through you into the world, into your sphere of influence. Now, in Acts 1.8, it was uh, the mighty wind of Acts is for power. What was released there, the mighty rushing wind, the tongues of fire that were released uh, when they were waiting in the upper room, you know, where God said, yes, you shall receive power. It's the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit that they received and that we can receive because it's done. It's the, the Holy Spirit has been sent. The Holy Spirit is here. So we could receive the same power, and the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is within us through the Holy Spirit. So this is an empowering, um, you know, the Holy Spirit empowers us. He makes us fearless, unstoppable, and overcoming. We are having an overcoming spirit within us. You know, Jesus appeared to the disciples that gathered together behind locked doors when he spoke to them about breathing, and that's when he was breathing the breath of life. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders because all that happened, and I'm back at John 20, all that happened after Jesus was was um, resurrected from the dead. And, of course, at that time, the Jewish leaders did not want to for anyone to know that Jesus was really really resurrected. And they were uh, sending forth lies that it never happened, that the disciples snatched away his body and all these lies. So really, the disciples were full of fear and they were hiding behind locked doors. But you know, Jesus went right through the locked doors. He does not need any invitation when he wants to get through a door, he could get through a door supernaturally. That's when he already had his glorified body. So he was walking right through the wall, right through the doors, and he was manifesting himself before his disciples. And he was releasing the breath of God. He was releasing the Holy Spirit so they would have an empowering within them and they would get out of this fear and feel the life of Jesus Christ. So this is, must have been a powerful time. And I rejoice in that because we have the same power, the same power that happened on the day of Pentecost. It's released to us, and it's bringing life to us. Um, and Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray, but the, whole, the Spirit himself makes intercession. So he even helps us with our intercession. And I just want to share what happened this morning. Uh, we had a time of prayer and then just uh, focusing on the heavenly realm, focusing on what the Lord was trying to show us, what the Holy Spirit was opening up to us. And I had this encounter I saw um, how this authority, it was more of a practical thing. And I do practice that a lot. When I travel throughout the day, I may go to a supermarket, I may go 
you know, in a meeting, but also I try, I drive around in my car. And I, we can see, you know, we could be turned on to seeing in the heavenly realm. We're seeing what the Lord is doing. And he's, he's revealing secrets to us. He reveals things that we have no knowledge. So he could show us what the Lord has. He shows me when I go into nations what the anointing is in a nation and what he wants to do in a nation. He unfolds that to me so I can pray accordingly. Uh, with insight, I can pray the will and I can declare the will of the Father. I can decree what the Father has for a nation, for instance, for Portugal or for Cyprus or what he has for Thailand. Even in different regions, he can show that to us. He can even show that to us in our neighborhood. What is the destiny of God? So you can see what heaven is trying to do, what what family he's working on, and who needs to be saved, for instance. Uh, but he also can show you what the enemy schemes are, what the adversary has planned. Like for instance, really practical. Um, sometimes I drove, I drive, you know, at at a gas station, for instance, or let's say at a light. I stop at a red light, and all of a sudden I see what the enemy has planned. Maybe an accident, or you know, somebody slip and fall. Whatever it is, um, simple things like that, and it's not simple to have an accident, but you know, there's bigger calamities than that. But anyway, you see that in a spirit realm, and we have the authority to bind that, you know, because this is not the Father's will at that moment. And so I can, I can bind that, and I can lose heaven. I can lose what the Lord I could release into situ- into that situation the will of the Father instead of what the enemy has planned. So it's almost like you have that authority, I have that authority to speak into the situation and I could literally say, this is not allowed. What you have planned, enemy, it's not allowed. I am saying it's not allowed. You cannot do that. You cannot operate in this uh, area right now, whatever you have planned, I forbid it. It's not going to happen. But I release and I lose what heaven has. I lose what heaven has over this region, over this uh, um, area right now, over the people that are residing here, the people that are going to stop at that light. I release heaven, I release the breath of God, and I release the purposes of God and life into the situation. So you have that authority, and it just was made clear, and I was releasing that to the group. I said, very simple, because you're going to go about today, you're going to go to work, and what are you going to do? You know, are you going to see what heaven, you can switch that on and say, Father, let me see what you want to do in in different circumstances so I can agree with you, I can align with heaven, I can align with the purposes of God, and I agree with what you already have planned, and I release it. It's like assignment 
So they've been teaching on the agreement with heaven, aligning what he wants, and then the assignment to release what God has spoken. And you have that authority. You have been given that authority. Matthew 28, the Lord spoke to the disciples and he said, you know, I have been given all authority on earth and in heaven. Go ye therefore. In other words, I give you that same authority. Now make disciples in all the nations. But I think that's also, we can direct traffic in the spirit realm, so to speak. When he shows us things to come, we can pray and stop, literally stop with our words and authority given we can stop calamities. Amen? Do you believe that? I believe it. I know it's happened so many times. I've had so many different encounters where I even saw this morning over I was over Norway and all the Viking, you know, everywhere where the Viking people were, the Vikings, Vikings were back way back when. And that same spirit is there. There's a lot of boldness and the courage. And I was releasing the inheritance of heaven that those Viking people had, the calling on their lives. They were courageous. And they were supposed to do certain things. And they've, you know, they also had the other side. And this is what we are, we're not blinded anymore. It's like there's an unveiling and we're seeing the things for what they really are. And we're speaking the word of the Lord and we're speaking his direction. One time I was flying over Paris and I saw the darkness. It was all dark. Actually, there was a fog, but then I saw lights, and I saw lights coming, light beams coming from heaven, and those light beams, they were bringing heaven to earth, and um, it was an amazing sight because I know he was breaking through the darkness. His light was breaking through the darkness, and I mentioned that scripture yesterday that his light is piercing the darkness. And it's bringing light, it's bringing understanding, it's bringing the kingdom of God, kingdom manifestation. So I know that over Paris and France, things have been happening. The Lord's been working mightily. And that darkness is being pushed out of Paris and over this whole region around Paris because there's a destiny in that city and it shall be fulfilled. God's destiny. So we speak it forth. We have that ordination to come in behalf of heaven and behalf of the kingdom because we are ambassadors of Christ and we speak the truth and we release the truth. And uh, so let me just declare these things and that you may be interested in following me. Hallelujah. That's going to be something that we want to proclaim today to stir up the gifts and to, to stir up what you see in this hour. Okay, you can stand up, you can sit down, but just receive what I'm saying right now and you can agree. I am loved, I'm forgiven. I know the Father of Heaven and His strong Son personally. Greater is the person inside of me than any force in the world. Amen. I have been purchased by the living blood of Jesus and cleansed from all of my past, and I have the mind of Jesus Christ. 
I am no longer afraid, but I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides inside of me right now, and inside my heart is his home address. All things are becoming new in my life. I am a daughter or a son of the Father of love. I have no limitations in Christ. I can do everything that Jesus did and even greater things. I have full access to the Father through Jesus, and I am seated in heaven right now with him. I have a purpose to fulfill on this earth. Through Jesus, I have been given authority over all of the power of the enemy. I hear the voice of God, and I am an ambassador of his love to others on this earth. I am a new covenant creature, and I will follow Jesus today into every adventure he leads me into. He has a purpose for me to fulfill. I will love the unlovable. I will see with his eyes. I will freely give away to others what he has given me. I will see the lost saved. I will see the dead raised. I will serve and obey the one I love and who loved me first, Jesus. I am becoming his best friend. Hallelujah. That is a powerful statement. That is a power declaration. And, you know, that empowers us when we speak that forth. And then we start believing it and we start moving out on that authority and we release the love of God. And I just want to talk about Apostle Paul for a little time here because I learned learned so much from Apostle Paul how he was, what he did, how God ordained him, and how he prepared him, and how he just released him into this earth, and how he wrote most of the New Testament while he was confined in prison. That's amazing to me, because God knows exactly what he's doing. And yes, you know, we can speak to the winds and say, peace be still, just like Jesus Christ did. But there's times where, you know, right now I've been saying that and I, I want to mature because it's not just about me. It's not just about my comfort, but it is about Jesus and it's about what's happening on this earth for his glory. So I want to line up with heaven. And it's just like Apostle Paul, he was thrown off his high horse. He had this encounter with the Lord. He, his, he was enlightened, amen, <laughs> who Christ Jesus truly is. He, he was, his eyes were blinded for three days, but then the scales were falling off. One of the prophets, one of the brethren, were supposed to pray over him and release sight to him which happened, and, um, but also in Acts 9, with, you know, you can read all about how the, what happened to him on the road to Damascus and how Jesus confronted him but also loved him and spoke to him. And, you know, there it says that he was um, ordained. He was, let's see, it's in Acts 9. Let me read that to you when Ananias was spoken to by the Lord and he asked him to go and pray over Paul and he was first, oh my goodness, that's the one, that's the one who's persecuting us, are you sure? But anyway, he did what the Lord told him to do. But in verse 15, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine 
to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many, yes, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire and probably water baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened and Saul would spend some days with the disciples at Damascus. So he knew and he was told the things that he was going to suffer for the sake of Jesus Christ. Now Paul was appointed to go to Rome and Paul was appointed because... um, God chose him because he knew that Paul was not going to be deterred by anything, but that he will just fulfill what he was called to do. He was determined. He was courageous because he already had that seal when he was running in the wrong direction. So how much more will he do when he's empowered by the Holy Spirit with the consuming fire of God, with the fire of God that he was baptized in? So, Here, Paul knew that he was going to go through some suffering. Why? You know, we don't want to suffer, and I spoke about that in length before, but it is important to understand that it's not about me, but it's about Christ and his calling. So when Paul knew he had to go to Rome, the reason why he was able to go to Rome, you know, he said, I need to see the emperor. I want to see the emperor. And the reason why he could do that, because he was a Roman citizen. So God even used his citizenship. And um, that's powerful, too. He was not just a Jew, but he was also a Roman citizen. So they had to let him go to see Caesar in Rome. And see, he was destined to go to Rome. And this was the route God chose for him to get to Rome. But on the way, he was shipwrecked. Now, couldn't he just get up and say, in the name of Jesus, or just like Jesus did, peace be still to that storm that made them to be shipwrecked, that nor'easter that came and tossed the ship to and fro? No, he had to go through this. And he had to show the rest of the people in the ship, if you stay in the ship, because an angel came and gave him direction during the night season and told him exactly what needed to be done, that they could not leave the ship because if they would stay in the ship, all of them would be saved. And I see that in our lives. When we have people in our life, in our family, they need to stay on the ship because everyone will be saved. Our whole household shall be saved. No one will be missing. No one will not be able to get saved. But so he was he was telling them what they needed to do, that they need to eat, and that he knew exactly from the Father what when they need to get off the ship. And see, they were shipwrecked, and the ship took us, that shipwreck took them right into the island of Malta. 
And you can read in the book of Acts how powerful what happened in Malta. You know, Paul was bitten by a viper and he just shook that viper off. And by all means, he should have been dead within hours because that's how poison that viper was. And the people on the island of Malta knew that he's going to die, but he didn't. And then so many people were healed. And uh, it's powerful. It's powerful what happened in Malta. It's powerful how God used them, how he brought the, the kingdom of God to Malta. He brought the gospel of the kingdom to Malta, the healing. And that's when it all started in Malta. And Malta has been a powerful strategic island in the Mediterranean Sea all the way to this day. Hallelujah. And there's much impact because of what happened way back when, because Paul didn't shy away even from being shipwrecked, but he trusted Jesus because he said, I don't care. You know, I I trust in the Lord and I could do everything. I could do anything and I could do everything through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. He knew where his strength was coming from. And he knew that he knew how to be abased and how to be abound. He knew how it was when he had everything and nothing. It didn't matter to him because he knew and he trusted Jesus. He trusted his heavenly father. He trusted the Holy Spirit. And no matter what he encountered, he walked through it and and so he was led by the Holy Spirit sometimes he was stopped when he was trying to go into Macedonia and it wasn't time the Holy Spirit stopped him but then the call came actually he was trying to go into an um, Asia Minor but the Holy Spirit stopped him and then he had that Macedonian call so he had to go to Macedonia immediately so these these are just leadings if you just follow uh, what Paul was walking through. You know, you could say, my goodness, why was I beaten? I was left for dead. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was put into prison, but all for the sake of Jesus Christ. So he was bound. And they warned him to go to Jerusalem, but he said, you know what? Don't stop me. I understand you're crying and (laughs) you're upset and you wonder about my well-being, but don't stop me from what I need to do. I need to do this. And he, he knew very well that he was going to be captured because he had to get to Rome. And he ended up in Rome. God protected him. And he protected his physical body. You know, when he was beaten, I'm sure he was so in the glory of God that he probably didn't even feel He probably didn't even feel the full impact of that flocking. And uh, we read about how he was captured out of a prison. Hallelujah. Him and Silas, they were singing praises to God and really bringing salvation to the rest of the, um, the ones that were in prison. It's amazing. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let let the Lord give you more courage to walk through what he has for you because it's it's for eternity. When you're doing here on earth, I've been saying that, 
It's for eternity. It's not about me feeling comfortable right now. Hallelujah. Which I feel comfortable. I'm at home in Christ. My home is in heaven. So I am comfortable. I am wonderful in him. I'm, I'm perfectly at rest and peace in him. So if I have to encounter some ups and downs, it does not matter. That is when our character is being formed. And we want to be those mature sons and daughters of Christ. So he can, he do, can do things with some of us as he did with Paul, impacting regions, impacting a continent. Yeah? Hallelujah. You know, starting starting churches, <clears throat> putting people in places, leaders in places, bishops, and training disciples and and releasing them, uh, equipping them, activating them, releasing them to do the work of the ministry. Powerful, powerful, powerful. He loved his people. He loved his disciples, so to speak. And he was always there for them. And he was concerned about the things of Jesus. You know, he spoke to Timothy or about Timothy. He was honoring them. I think it was in Philippians 3, yes, Um, that he did not know many people. There were not many people that were concerned about what Jesus wants. And, um, but but let's see here. I'm going to hear Philippians two nineteen, and he was um, commanding Timothy to the Philippians. Okay, Philippians two verse nineteen. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state, when I know about what's happening to you. In other words, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus, but you know his proven character that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Again, I believe this is the second time I'm using this. The Holy Spirit is highlighting this. So this is what we need to rejoice in, that we really have... um, not our own agenda, but God's agenda. This is what I'm after. You know, I'm here. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own anymore. I belong to Jesus. So I love this. There is such freedom in that. Really, there is a freedom <clears throat> when you don't have to be so occupied with your own life. You know, we said, don't worry about all of this stuff. Because when you seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, all these things that you need will be added to you. Paul was in need of nothing. Even when he was in prison in Rome, they gave him such grace and favor. He was ministering. He was writing the epistles. I mean, amazing. He was writing these different um, letters to the different churches that were still reading now i mean all these years all these centuries later we're still being empowered by those words and that was the empowerment of the holy spirit in his life and the love that he had for the father and the love that he had for jesus amen all right 
I just wanted to release that because that is all the work of the Holy Spirit. That is focusing on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to encourage you to discover the vastness of God's opportunities in the heavenly realm as you are available to the Holy Spirit. Make yourself consciously available to the Holy Spirit every day. Because our minds, they go here and there. And, and if we don't consciously... Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that right now that we are getting more insight on this, how to make ourselves ready in readiness, always be in readiness, in season and out of season, that we discover the vastness of God's opportunities in the heavenly realm as we are available to the Holy Spirit. And when we see the opportunities in the heavenly realm, we can bring it down here into the earthly realm. Your will be done, the Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So everything that's in the heavenly realm that you discover, you can release on earth. Amen? And I encourage you to learn more about angels. Ask the Lord because angels are assigned to us and what their missions are and even how they operate and minister and as taught in the scripture. Again, you can read it in the scripture. It's really easy. It's nothing flaky. It's nothing strange. We don't bow before angels. We don't worship angels. But you can see in the Word of God, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, how the enemies, uh, how the <laughs> yeah, how the enemy is operating. Yes, you could you could read that as well. But you can you know we want to focus on the angels right now. But if the Lord has you focusing on the schemes of the enemy so be it that you can say, no, this is not allowed here. This is not allowed here. You will not operate here because I'm releasing heaven into this situation. Amen. And I would like to um, encourage you also to take some action today. Ask the Lord who you can minister to today. You may talk to someone and give an encouraging prophetic word. And you know the prophetic words that we give, you can see in 1 Corinthians 14.3. Check it out. It's really to encourage, um, to bring exhortation to someone, comfort to someone. So if you keep with those guidelines, you're good to go. 1 Corinthians 14.3 should be your guidelines. Um, now, one other thing, you know, just make sure you commune with the Lord. Maybe you take a walk. Maybe you can ride on your bicycle. Maybe you could just sit outside. Go outside. Take some time out to go outside. Maybe sit in the sun. Right now we have fog out here, but that's okay. I'm still outside already. Just enjoying and welcoming the day and welcoming what's happening having these things happening and see in the spirit realm like I was sharing earlier we can see in the spirit realm he can open up your eyes to see um, just like a Hazai when Elijah was um, seeing those that were for them and not against them there was more 
angels that were for them. And Gehazi, his, his helper, his eyes were open to see in the spirit realm. So our eyes can be open to see what the Lord is doing. And that's what we proclaim. And that's what we can do. We see what the kingdom is having, what's happening in the kingdom. And it's like an earthly kingdom. You know, the, the king declares things and decrees. And then he asked people to release that, what he decreed and declared. So here we go. We are his mouthpiece, and we declare it right here on earth, what heaven wants to do on earth. So be blessed. Share, please. Send me some emails. Share what you're encountering, what the Lord has given you, what he's showing you. He may give you words of insight, and please release them. So maybe we can combine them from all of us, those who are participating, and we can combine it and share it with one another and be encouraged. God bless. I'll see the next one we do. It's day 11. It's focus on the truth. God bless.